This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, Value Investors. We have some new listeners on the podcast here in 2022. Maybe you were a growth investor and now you're interested in what's going on with value stocks and you stumbled across the Value Investor Podcast here, so you thought you'd give us a listen. So why not get a deal on some stocks right now? Some stocks are definitely cheap, so why not get some? But how do you find the good value stocks? So in this week's episode, I thought I would just cover the value investing basics. A lot of you have been asking me for this podcast. So value stocks don't necessarily mean cheap based on the price. This is a mistake a lot of people make. A stock that is $5 a share may not be a value. You know, you think it is just because, oh, that's cheap. It's $5. That's a value. But it may not be. And conversely, a stock at $100 may not be that expensive. It sounds like it is, right? Like $100. Why do I want to buy that? But that $100 stock may still be a value. So value is found by paying less for a company's earnings, aka the E that's out there. The In the PE, for instance, that's the E, the earnings, because we now know here in 2022, but value investors, we've always known this, that earnings matter. So the most basic value screen you can do is with that PE ratio. So what is the PE ratio? It's the price, that's the price of the stock, divided by the earnings that that company is going to make. So historically, a PE under 15 has meant value. I don't know why, it just has. (laughs) I tried to find a a reason for the 15. I'm sure there's somebody out there that, you know, decided maybe it was even Benjamin Graham who decided 15 and under was the place, uh, you know, the sweet zone. Um, Some people look for 20 and under. You can do 10 and under. 10 and under is usually considered what I call dirt cheap. There is the under five crowd, and that can be, well, that's definitely dirt cheap, but if it's under five, a price to earnings ratio under five can indicate something more is going on there because why is the street letting it get so cheap? Why are they ignoring this company if it's trading under five times? You're almost getting it, you know, for free at that point. So be be wary of those under five. So most people uh, look for under 15 or dirt cheapness under 10. Occasionally you can look for under five. And I'm going to have more on that in a moment because we are actually going to look for under fives. But let me give you an example of what the under five situation really looks like. So I took a look at some of the home builders because I know they're trading under five. So the first one out is KB Home. They've already reported earnings, ticker KBH. We've talked about them many times in the podcast. It is a Zach's rank number one right now, but it has a forward PE of 4.2. That's on Zach's.com. So now Zach's uses the forward looking PE and you might've seen this mentioned places. So it'll usually say forward next to the PE there. And that means it's looking into the future, not what the company has done in the past. It's looking at the um, forward looking year. And right now we just started 2022. So Zax.com is looking at the 2022 estimates. So it's looking at future earnings. Some other sites 
will will have forward PE, but some of them will rely on the trailing PE on their uh, like initial front page, on their quote pages, for instance. So Yahoo Finance, which a lot of us use, they use the trailing PE on their front quote page. You can find forward if you go look at the more, um, you know, click on the tabs and look at the financials and all of that and analysis, then you can find the forward there, but they look at trailing. And that's usually shown as TTM on that quote page. Now I like to look at forward, this is what Zach's uses, because it tells me what the company may do for this year. I'm not too concerned with what they did in the past, right? Because I'm hopeful that they're growing those earnings and things are looking better in the following year. So I, I wanna buy those future earnings. And so that's why I like to look at forward. Now, Zach's will also start looking at 2023 by the middle of the year, by the summer, because then that becomes the forward looking, right? Not so much 2022. So keep that in mind if you're looking at forward, but for right now, we just started the year, so it's still looking at 2022 estimates. But let's take a look at how KB Homes got that low of a PE. So again, it has already reported earnings. So we have up-to-date earnings estimates. Six are higher for the full year. Now, PE goes on the full year, not the quarter. So you can just ignore the quarters when you're looking at the data. So just look at the full year. We're looking at 2022, six estimates are higher. Now they're expecting to make 1016 up from 788 as those estimates were revised higher after another good earnings report and they got guidance in. And so now the analysts can see what 2022 is looking like. They only made $6.05 last year. So that's earnings growth of 68%. That's pretty strong. But the P in the price to earnings ratio, that's the price, remember, it's going the other way on some of these home builders. The street thinks home buying will slow as the mortgage rates rise this year. They also think, hey, everybody rushed out during the pandemic to buy a house. They're all working from home. All that has happened over the last two years. Who, who needs to buy one at this point? Well, you know, it's it, this level of demand cannot continue on another year. This is what the street thinks. But the other questions are, will the builders continue to see those orders? The street says no. And do they have the pricing power still to offset those inflationary pressures, the price increases on everything that's going into the home, you know, the windows, the garage doors, the um, lumber, the labor, all of that they've seen huge increases on, but they've been able to raise prices due to the strong demand and keep their margins up. So over the last year, KB Homes' stock is actually down 0.5%. And year to date, it's down 5.4%. So think about that. They're actually seeing record high margins, all the home builders. They have pricing power. It's uh, record demand. They're, they're intentionally slowing sales because they can't keep up. And yet the shares are down 0.5% over the last year. So they're trading around $42 right now. They have that, the E, the earnings of, you know, 10, little over 10. So that's where you're getting the four, little over four PE there. And so that's why they're dirt cheap. So earnings still going up while shares are falling or weak. This is true of all the home builders. I took a look at MI Homes. 
It's ticker MHO. They just reported this week and they beat by 35 cents. It was a nice big beat. And they're trading at three and a half times, 3.5 times forward PE. Year to date, um, the shares are down 15%. So that's how they're even more dirt cheap than KB Homes. But I didn't listen in on the conference call, but I'm sure they're saying the same thing. Some of the other ones I have listened to, they are not seeing a slowing in demand. If anything, it has picked up here in 2022. As those mortgage rates rise, it is possible they will see a slowing. Usually right around 4% mortgage rates. We're at 378 right now. And remember, new home buyers cannot really lock in those mortgage rates. Um, eventually, the home builders may come out with a product, which has happened in the past, where it will allow the home buyers to lock in the rates because uh, as they rise, um, there will be costs with that, of course, but they do have those kinds of products and incentives when the rates start rising pretty sharply to help the home buyers because you can't lock in that rate until you get closer to delivery. And right now, some buyers are waiting, you know, nine months, maybe even longer to actually get their house delivered. Uh, so those are some issues in the home home building areas, but someone is getting that scenario wrong, right? So the street is betting that the sales are going to slow this year. That's why these shares are weak. That's why the shares are down. That's why they haven't done anything in the last year. Everybody said, eh, that rally's over. It's only downhill from here. I don't want to own it. But the analysts are saying we're going to see another year of strong earnings growth and in some cases record earnings and record margins again in 2022. So someone is wrong. Either the street or the analysts are going to be wrong and they're going to have to cut it later this year. So that's something to look at with a lot of these really cheap stocks here. So how do you run a basic screen? So the most basic screen for value would be just using PE. I've talked about this on podcasts in the past, but it's been a couple of years. So you can use the PE of 15 or under or 10 or under if you want real cheap. Now I use the forward PE because that's what we use on Zacks. So I ran just a basic screen, PE under 10 on Zacks.com and I got 793 stocks. So that's not going to work. That's a lot of cheap stocks, but I need to have something workable that I can look at. And that's not it. So that's why I like to add the Zach's rank. So I added Zach's rank of one or two, which is our strong buy or buys, thinking that would narrow it down, but it also will give me rising earnings estimates. So something good is hopefully going on at that company if they're a one or a two but I still got 199 stocks and that was still just too many for me. I, I'm not gonna go through a list of 200 stocks. So I went only to number ones and then I lowered the PE to seven and I got 44 stocks. And that still seemed a little bit high for me, even at a PE of seven with the number one rank. So I changed it to a five and I got 15 stocks. So KB Homes was on this list of 15. That makes sense, right? It's a number one. It is under five. And there were a few financials, but eh, I wasn't that inspired by this list of 15 either. So I went back to seven times and the 44 stocks that are in there. We are getting energy retailers, home builders, and financials in this list of 44. 
that's not surprising either because those are the cheap areas that I've talked about in the past. Now, in financials, I didn't see a lot of banks on here, and I'll explain why later, but uh, financials, a little bit different on the financial side, just not the banks on the financials. So what was in this list? I pulled out five names in a couple different areas, and then they kind of did have a theme of the ones I pulled out. So I'll talk about that in a second too. So let's dive right in and see what is on the super cheap list. It's a basic value screen with just PE and a Zach's rank of one. So the first one out, I pulled out one of the energies and I pulled out BP. We haven't talked about them in a while. The old British Petroleum, ticker BP, and they have a PE of 6.9. They haven't reported yet, but they're still in number one because one analyst is higher for the week. One did lower in this week for next year, for 2022. Earnings expected to rise 22% in this year, as all the energies are because crude oil is up and natural gas is up. So they're all doing much better here, plus demand. And so analysts are already kind of uh, looking to raise ahead of their earnings. So their earnings are up to $4.61 from 377 dollars in 2021. That's a nice earnings rise, as I said, of 22%. So they also lost $1.69 in 2020, because remember how hard it was for energy back then. You get a dividend with BP, like the other big oils. So BP is a big oil. They have refining, they have um, you know the production, and they're yielding 4.2% here. Shares are up 20% year to date, but still cheap because that E keeps rising, right? So first one out of the gate is BP, um, ticker BP for that one. Then back to auto retailers, Asbury Automotive Group, ABG is the ticker. We've talked about them. We've talked about Lithia, Penske. I'm sure there's a couple other ones, Group One Automotive. Um, is that it? There might be one other one. But this group as a whole, dirt cheap, PE of 5.6. One estimate has moved higher in the last seven days for 2022. Now expected to make 29.83 versus 29.08 in the last 30 days. It's gone up uh, quite considerably there. They made or expected to make only 25.58 for 2021. So that's earnings growth of another 16.6%. Year to date, these shares are down about 1%. So not totally out of favor like some of the growth stocks are, but nobody's buying it either. So we have earnings estimates rising, shares just kind of muddling along, and um, you know, you're getting the cheapness as a result. Now they haven't reported yet, we'll report about mid-February. So you wanna tune in to see what they say and because the rank and those estimates will likely change um, when they report. So keep that in mind. Then the third company, Marine Max, HZO is the ticker, HZO. So they are the world's largest recreational boat and yacht retailer. They have 79 retail locations. They have reported earnings. That's how they're getting the Zach's number one rank. They had record fiscal first quarter results. Revenue up 15% to a record. Gross margin expanded to a record of 35% in the quarter. Their higher margin business saw growth and that helped with the margins. So higher margin, I'm assuming, uh, is probably on the yacht side to some extent. And uh, with the stock market hitting 77 new highs last year, 
the people who own stocks were feeling well and they were likely buying those yachts. And you do have pricing power on the wealthy. You can raise your prices and you're not going to get much pushback there. They did see industry-wide supply chain challenges, but they were uh, rising up to meet it. So they had a big earnings beat that quarter. So not surprising um, with that earnings beat. And then they raised fiscal 2022 earnings guidance to $760 to $8. So the analysts are all raised in the last week since this report or are higher for this year. So the Zach consensus is now at 788. So that's just a little bit almost in between the earnings guidance there, a little bit bullish, uh, you know, looking more towards that eight. Um, but before the earnings report, they were looking for 743. So a nice little um, uptick there in what's supposed to happen for this fiscal year. That's up 16% over last year already because they made 678 last year. So Marine Max, these shares, even with all this good news, these shares are down 19.5% still year to date here in 2022. They did bounce up when they reported this good report and raised guidance. So they did get a boost off that. So they were down even more than 20% this year. And over the last year, up just 10.2%. So it's not like they were you know, steaming higher and everybody said, no, we have to get out. We're up 100% and I'm, I'm get, taking my gains. They're only up just 10% over the last year. So you got the dirt cheap stock, you got earnings rising, but nobody wants to be in this one. And I'll talk about more about why that is when I get through all the stocks here. So let's turn to the fourth stock, Winnebago, ticker WGO, PE of 5.5. So dirt cheap there too. Remember Winnebago, RVs, towables, they did buy a pontoon boat. So they now uh, have, well, not just one, they bought a pontoon boat business. They have a marine segment now, Barletta is the pontoons, and they launched an all-electric RV at the Florida Super Show in January of this year. That's exciting. I, I wasn't even thinking about that, but of course you should have all-electric RVs. So that is a cool thing. Um, this was just like a uh, you know promotional uh, thing, so they're, they're not yet rolling those out, but the, this is the wave of the future, right? So that's exciting from Winnebago. So what's happening, they haven't reported since December, but five estimates are higher in the last 60 days for this fiscal year. And the fiscal year earnings have gone from 940 up to 1230 during that time period. So they are expected to grow 43% this year on earnings because they made only 855 last year. So that's another huge gain after they already had a huge gain the prior year. And remember these kind of RVs, everybody rushed out to buy them during the pandemic. If you couldn't travel or you didn't want to stay in a hotel or an Airbnb, why not get the RV and hit the road? Everybody thought that would be over, but apparently no. Although fiscal 2023 earnings estimates are showing a decline of 15% right now. But we're a little bit away, uh, still away from that. So plenty of time still to see what's going to happen in fiscal 2023 because they only just reported first quarter in December. By the way, that first quarter was a record first quarter, up 46% on revenue, 
with organic growth up 38% of it. So it wasn't even just the pontoon boat business or anything else that they acquired. It was just demand. They also had record gross margins, just like Marine Max. And um, they can raise their prices, which they've been doing to cover those cost increases, just like Marine Max. So year to date, these shares are down 10%. But they've been trading in a narrow trading range over the last year. They haven't broken down. They haven't broken up. But there's no catalyst to really do either. They're still cheap. They're reporting these record quarters. Nobody cares. And that's kind of uh, the story with a lot of these stocks. And I'll have more on why I think that is when we wrap it up here with the fifth company, which is Macy's. We've talked about them many times on the podcast in the last year or two. Ticker M for Macy's. PE of just 6.4. So they're cheaper than ever again. Um, Fiscal 2023, that's next year. So they're just about to report fiscal 2022 here in February. But we want to look at next year. So two estimates are heading higher over the last month for next year. So some analysts are still bullish on what it could look like for next year. And the full year earnings are up to 487 from 482 in that time period. So that's a good sign. That's why you get the Zach's number one rank. Year to date, these shares are down 3.4%. Over the last three months, they're down 11%. So not a huge plunge, but still down. And then they're still up 71% over the prior year when they had that incredible run, when they were up about 100% at one point. But they have cooled down off of that. And so we will see what happens on this earnings report and what kind of guidance they give. Now, what do all these companies have in common? That's what I want to talk about now. Why are they all dirt cheap? Those earnings are rising. A lot of the stocks are down for the year or flat, not really going anywhere. How could this be? Why isn't anyone buying these dirt cheap stocks? So all of these really suffer from peak earnings worries, except for the energy. So except for BP on the five I just talked about, all the rest are peak earnings worries. So what is the catalyst? Once you have record sales due to a pandemic and everyone rushing out to buy your RVs, what keeps up that sales pace or grows it once the pandemic eases, the economy reopens, um, all of that? So it could be that a lot of these companies, you know, the street just doesn't believe that there's going to be any of these catalysts that go on. So they're dirt cheap for that reason, because as I said with KB Homes to start off the podcast, someone is going to be wrong. So it could be that the home buyers continue to buy, the builders continue to have records for home building, and everybody's getting it wrong and those stocks remain dirt cheap. But I still believe you're going to have to have a washout in some of these categories. You're going to have to have a breakdown in even in these dirt cheap stocks uh, for when people are basically really giving them away. I mean, they, they are giving them away at four times, but a bigger washout would give us an opportunity to buy at the lower level and, uh, you know, ride it higher there. Because for now, I don't think the street believes any of these have a catalyst other than energy. So keep that in mind when you're screening for these kinds of dirt cheap stocks. Um, I do still like energy. It does have a catalyst. Those estimates are rising. 
Demand is still there. They are not at peak revenue or anywhere close. A lot of the stocks are at multi-year highs for some of them, but not all-time highs. So I like that. Uh, look at the banks. The banks weren't cheap enough on a PE basis to make this screen. A lot of people use price to book for the banks. So I guess I should do a podcast on price to book coming forward with the banks. I've been talking about them. So that will be coming soon. But even on the PE level, they weren't cheap enough. A lot of the banks are at 10 to 15 times. So they would not make the screen. But the banks have a catalyst too with the Fed raising those rates. So I like both of those. Uh, neither one, again, is at you know uh, peak earnings or anything. So there is still a catalyst there. So my advice is wait for a breakdown or a washout uh, of the entire market, not just the growth stocks, but everything. And or look in these areas that do have these catalysts, like energy or the banks. They actually do, they're cheap and they have the catalyst to go higher. Um, and then just wait. I keep a lot of these on my watch list. Um, I've sold out of some of the home builders in the uh, value investor portfolio. I still own one in my own, but I am going to be uh, jumping out of some of it here shortly. And I'm just kind of waiting on the sidelines, even though I like the home builders here and they're all cheap because I might be able to get it cheaper. Uh, so I'm getting kind of greedy, even though they're trading at five times. <laughs> Uh, and I'm just kind of waiting to see if there's a bigger breakdown in all of the value stocks here for me to get them cheaper. So if you're screening with the PE, keep that in mind for when you see these dirt cheap stocks uh, and maybe look for some that are, you know, up there around 10 times to 15 times. You might have a little less of the peak earnings issues. And I should do a screen with them just in that kind of category where they're in between the two. And so we might get ones that are not totally being disregarded by the street as some of these are right here. So let me recap some of the tickers we talked about on today's show. There was KB Homes, ticker KBH, and uh, MI Homes is the other one. And that's MHO that I mentioned. They just reported earnings, but they did beat big. So I'm expecting a good Zach's rank out of them when uh, you know all the estimates are revised. So those are the two home builders. Then we had BP on the energy side, ticker BP. Uh, Asbury Automotive, ABG, they haven't reported yet. Marine, uh, Marine Max. Marine Max HZO, HZO is the ticker. And they have reported, but the street doesn't care. They think peak earnings. Winnebago, WGO, they reported last December. They did well. Estimates are exploding higher. Nobody cares <laughs> because peak earnings. Macy's, it had the big run. It's pulled back. Still dirt cheap, ticker M. Uh, apparel, everybody thinks it's over, but we're also going to be going to those parties and weddings and whatnot here in 2022 again. So keep an eye on some of the apparel companies as they report earnings this earnings season. And Macy's coming up in a mid to late February, I believe, is when they report. So tune in to Macy's themselves to see what they say. And as always, you want to be sure to get all the Value Investor podcasts and go back and listen to some of the older podcasts because there's some interesting episodes out there. If you're new to the podcast, you can get them all on Apple Podcasts. You can get them on 
uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, and I've noticed that there are listens to some of our older shows. So I know some of you are joining in, seeing some of the old content and checking it out. And so I'm going to try to repeat some of these basic value investing type of podcasts because there are a lot of new value investors here in 2022. Welcome aboard. It's a fun place to be. And as I said, to start the year, this is the most exciting year I've seen for value investing in a long, long time, over a decade. So you don't want to miss a single episode, get them all every week. And I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.